ACT Radio. This is our voice. This is our voice. Yo, if you don't know me, don't try to friend me, yo. I don't want no Facebook friends. Hello, wonderful listeners. Welcome to Unscripted, the show where we talk about anything and everything. Today's episode is titled Subjected, Men or Women. So we'll be discussing gender roles, social and cultural expectations, and explore the assumptions and views of university students. I'm Messi Wendy Adubor, your host, and I have here in the studio our elegant guests. <laughs> Would you like to introduce yourselves? Um, okay. <laughs> so I'm Archibald Nikote Amonkote, a level 100 journalism student of Academic City. And yes, I'm excited to share my views on gender roles. Okay. Hello, everybody. I'm Isabel Shitende, a level 100 student studying human resource, and I'm really excited about this conversation. Hello, everyone. It's me, Simran. I'm an 1100, an IT student in Academic City. I'm seriously very nervous, but I hope it's going to be fun. Yeah, yes. I try my best. Hi, my name is Keats, and, and I'm a level 100 student doing computer science. And, well, Let's see how it goes. ACT Radio. <laughs> this is our voice. This is our voice. Thank you, thank you, guys. And it's an honor to have you all here. So we are going to get right into it. And so we'll be discussing gender roles, as I mentioned earlier, right? Yeah. And before we go into it, I want to get your opinion on gender roles and gender roles in general. Mm. So, Archibald. Okay. So I kind of didn't... Uh, understand or I don't know how to put this I don't know how to put it out there but then I feel like gender roles are um, the stereotypical assumptions or stereotypical um, nature of things in, um, putting putting females and males in boxes or brackets or how females and males are perceived or are supposed to do things in general I think that is what for example um, um, women aren't supposed to wear trousers and men aren't supposed to wear skirts that sort of thing Okay, okay. Yeah, I think so too. Like, do, do you guys have anything else, anything different? Uh, yes, I would also like to add that I also believe that when it comes to gender roles, there's also a lot of uh, uh, difference when it comes to the culture, religion of uh, uh, the people. So, meaning uh, we can be in a different part in the world and what is defined as uh, a male responsibility is not necessarily what is defined as a male responsibility in another part of the world. Yeah, I think so too. Like, there are many assumptions made by people, you know. Women are supposed to be feminine. You know, you're supposed to be smooth and polite and everything. And boys are supposed to, no, don't cry. Boys don't cry. That's a really bad thing, that boys don't cry. Boys do cry. I think that's very main thing right now. Well, for me, I think we'd have to first define what gender is, considering the fact that there are, well, today there are so many different types of gender. Um, people consider themselves to be A, B, C, D, L, G, B, T. With that, we can't really say gender rules as things were in the past should apply today. For example, um, my mom always tells me that the man is supposed to take care of the house, but then if you ask me to define a man, have a problem with that because the role of a man is not the same as the identity of the person, as in like the gender itself. 
So if you say the man is supposed to take care of the house, who is the man? Like, yeah. Um, um, you just made a statement. The role of the man is not the same as the identity of a man. Can you give us more explanations? Okay, so I'd like consider like how like the kind of work I do in the house and what my father does. That's two meals, the work we do. Now, that's my role in the family or my role, my general role with respect to my family is not the same as that of my father's, right? And definitely not the same as my mom. So someone might bring something about um, subjective, being the subject, uh, being subjective to, uh, or submissive to someone. In this scenario, I have to be submissive to my father because he has a different role as compared to me, though we are both male in the house. Back then, someone might not even consider this as part of my gender roles or something as like me, something I should be taking, uh, thinking about as my role. So I'm, I didn't really get your explanation. You were saying something about your father being having a different role and you having a different role, but then you are both males in the house. So your father probably he cooks, right? No, no not really. He doesn't cook. So does that mean you have a similarity? Like the roles you guys play, there's a similarity? It's more like I'll have to eventually inherit his role. Which is? The leader of the family. The one who takes care of everyone. That kind of stuff. Okay. Leader of the family. And you said your father takes that role. So does that mean leadership roles have been assigned to just males and fathers, father figures? Not today. Well, I mean, it's something that has been there for a while now. That men are supposed to be the leaders of every group. What and about for you? Personally? Yes. Honestly, I really don't care who is in charge. As long as there's, really? a, there's a leadership <laughs> structure, like a power structure. Mm. It does what I, if someone is able to do the job, let the person do the job. Mm-hmm. I don't mind who it is, whether it's male or female. Mm. So for your, uh, your ideal partner, would you want a woman that is more submissive or less submissive, putting in mind how you were brought up? How I was brought up? Well, honestly, I have rejected a lot of things my family taught me when mm-hmm. I was growing up. So although I'm, my mom is more like I should take the leadership role, I would look for someone who can lead with me as compared to someone who is going to just listen to me and uh, walk around like a sheep. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'll get back to you because as we were talking, something just came to my mind. But you also mentioned submission. What is submission? Uh, my way of understanding submission is you making yourself available without any complaints to what your partner is asking of you. Mm. Is it that equal to slavery? Yeah, I was about to ask. No, you you are making yourself available. Mm-hmm. You know, meaning I have I I actually have a choice. I'm I'm making myself available. When it came to slavery, they didn't have to make themselves available. That was the only way that they had to survive. Okay. So here, right, the dictionary says the action of accepting or yielding to a superior force or to the will or authority of another person. Mm. Slavery, they had to yield to a superior force. But what did you say before? The act of um, action of accepting or accepting. yielding. Yeah, we'll accepting, yeah, accepting or yielding. Accepting, but just that 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 uh, that uh, that sentence, right? The, the word accepting, you have to accept. The slaves ended up accepting that they had mm-hmm. <laughs> leaders and superiors. But it's not the same as submission. No, it's in submission. I think it's like 
they think like cultures tell them yeah you have to do it so they think yeah this this is what the right thing to do although it's not like they think yeah this is the right thing i have to do this this is what makes me right person okay and some miss it but in slavery they were forced they mm. have to accept it like yeah if they don't they are going to hurt yeah that's, that's i think that's a good word that okay. she used the word force in submission there isn't force because this is your partner this is your your lover so would it be fair to say there's an aspect of slavery in submission no that would it be fair to say that no it wouldn't be fair okay. because there's no force unless unless your partner is forcing you and you have no other choice and mm-hmm. your survival depends on you doing what your partner is expecting of you but then again that brings to mind this thing you said unless it's force and some something like that right but don't you think this whole gender role thing is sort of forced on us from childhood because as you are growing up there are times where when i was growing up i was just with my brother and i right and then i saw him like some superhero because <laughs> i followed him around everywhere and so there are times where he's going to play football and i want to join so that i'll just fit in with him and then he'll see me like is equal and i'll fit in with his friends and my mommy is like come 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 and help me do this come and do this and yo is ane tashi ane wa like it means a girl is supposed to stay at home and then mm-hmm. help out mm-hmm. yes. and my mind is like i don't want to do this i want to go and join my brother mm-hmm. juicy mm-hmm. so like in that scenario it's sort of forced till it becomes your thinking yeah. your thought process and uh, if we have to look at the this is a very good statement and with slavery they had no choice for them to actually reeducate themselves right now you can actually look up and see other options for yourselves so the difference if we have to look at it in this aspect that you pointed out you we are now in an era where we are given the opportunity to look at other ways of doing things and other ways of being and back then there were no other ways so that's why i would say with submission a person is actually having the choice and if we even if you have to co- connect it to how they were brought up yes how we were brought up we were taught that this is the role of a man this is the role of a woman but the world has changed we are now living in a reality that the same woman that had to take care of the kids clean the house cook iron and cook she no longer has this time because she has to work she has to take care of other things that are outside of the house so as we as civilization keeps to evolve to keeps to evolve so is our personalities and the roles that we have to carry Okay. So I wouldn't say force I would just say that now we are we relearning we have been taught that yeah, yeah. exactly okay. okay so on that note we are moving on and I need gender role scenarios from you mm-hmm. okay so with I think with in my introduction I was saying something about the dressing uh, customs I don't think um people have I don't know if this is a good place to say this but then I have a friend who was in Ghana and went to the UK or is studying in the UK now <laughs> and very funny enough he decided to come out as a homosexual and he's you know he's dressing off feminine but then in Ghana he was very masculine so um i remember one time he had a i think he was there last year and he came last year too so he was there last year and wore a skirt to uh, an, a halloween event and he liked it so much that he said when in the class So when he came back to Ghana I think he had to start wearing his uh tracksuit uh sorry um sorry sweatpants when he was going out had to start wearing jeans so I I asked him why and he said the culture or in Ghana we are the the dressing style isn't accepted even if he decided to put his um 
his um, state of relation that is being a homosexual away by maybe dressing with the skirts, people would see it as wrong. I don't know, let me try put, putting this in a simple manner. The culture or the state of uh, African um, livelihood is different here in the sense that you don't even have to identify as um, um, something else to wear something else. For example, if you're a girl and you continuously wear trousers in this country. I know there are lots of people who have issues with it. So sometimes my staff can't even, when we're going to Amgan, when we're going to visit my grandma in the hometown, sometimes my dad tells them not to wear anything like jeans, jeans-ish because everybody would have something to say. So maybe something not too short, something dressy because of the cultural um, things people would have to say about it. So I think dressing is one thing that's, is um um has come out as gender placed or under gender roles. I actually have a question for Achi. Mm-hmm. When you saw that change in your friend from mm-hmm. the UK, mm-hmm. how did you perceive him? I, indifferent. I don't know, but then I feel like at some point he didn't change. His his he became more open about himself. I don't know how to put it out there, but um, <laughs> I don't think I saw him any differently. So t- today I posted on my I posted on my Twitter and I asked a few people that, or I posted and I asked that um, if you found out something about, or if you saw or you heard something about somebody, and you were not like like somebody you knew, would it change your perception of them? And funny enough, a lot of people said no. I had like eight people saying no. So I was really surprised because here in Africa or here in this part of the world, after people see a change in you, people start developing different ideas of you. For example, if I decide to take how we celebrate our SRC week, if I decide to, like the crazy day, if I decide to wear a skirt to class, people would start thinking backwards. People start saying, you know, why did he choose to wear a skirt when he could have dressed crazy, like he could have been crazy without wearing a skirt. People start to put ideas in their minds. Things things start to, I don't know, people pick something from somewhere. The next day I can, you can decide to put your hand around maybe a boy and people start to identify you as different. So my point is, I didn't see him any different and how you dress has played so much in how we see in Africa, because in other countries, I know they're having it free there, but then in Africa, how you dress has placed so much on 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 how how you are as a man or a woman. Okay, um, Isabel, why do you ask that question though? <laughs> no, because I can imagine um, uh, his friend that was in Africa, right? Mm-hmm. Went to the UK, and obviously the UK is a part in the world that is a little bit more accommodating when it comes to the gender um, differences when it comes to men and women. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to, to know from Archibald's perspective, him that is still here in Africa in a place that is more conservative with uh, such changes, how did he feel seeing that? How did it make him react? Were you worried for him? Were you thinking, oh my gosh, he must have had really big balls, if I can say, like <laughs> yeah. to do that, you know? So the funny thing is, he even came out, or he decided to come out in Ghana. Oh, because okay. It was left with a week for him to travel. But then, even with that, he came out 
on I think Snapchat and he was very comfortable because he was walking about he went he went out for, for uh, lunches with his friends male friends female friends and I don't think because of how they were brought up I don't think it actually changed their perspective because they were brought up in the way they, they were brought up in or oh, he went to a private school he had he has been in a private school his entire life he's he's somebody who doesn't um uh, do things the way people who were going to government schools or the way people who might seem um, to themselves might act. He's always going out. He wants to be out there. He wants people to notice him. So that sort of person, he didn't really mind. So when he came back to Ghana last December, he didn't really mind going out. Did, with the skirt still? Did still? No, 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 no. He had to wear the trouser <laughs> because he wasn't, he was so scared of being stoned. <laughs> Okay, so being stoned, wow. I know Ghanaians are really right. aggressive can you imagine when it comes him, to stuff like that. Can you imagine him walking with a skirt in Nima? Oh, he will return. I course. don't think so. <laughs> I don't. Okay, um, so I was thinking about the jeans thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so many people are against jeans. But don't you think if we are talking about, um, um, I forgot the word. Um, decency, mm-hmm. right? Don't you think jeans is like one of the most decent outfits Very much. you can actually wear? It is, but then even looking at it from <laughs> looking at it from the, the perspective of a girl having hips, <laughs> I don't think my grandma wasn't one person who like like talking a lot. So I'm to just like keep it to her when we go home. She call us because she didn't want to cause a scene. But then she can come and say, "Oh, somebody told somebody because my sister is my sister is." Thick-ish. So somebody could call my grandma and tell her that. Ah, isn't that your granddaughter? How come she, she's grown so... But then why did she have to wear jeans? Because you could see her bottles. You see this Labadi boys, they'll be talking in. So then there's this... Nothing is even safe nowadays. So nothing is... I don't know. I feel like the old... Some sort of tradition is trying to get its way back into the, the modern age. And people aren't having it. People too are having it. The, the thing is... Well, there are still lessons to be learned from the previous generation, mm-hmm. right? For example, the reason they didn't dress certain ways was to hold or to identify the woman as pure, okay? Right? And then these certain things are like the certain dressing styles, like mm-hmm. skinny clothing, that are very revealing. Yeah, paints the idea that the woman is well a prostitute or something <laughs> yeah. of that sort. These things also mirror into our generation, right? Mm-hmm. You've seen all these like um what um what um what what do you call themselves? What yas queens and those people? Slay queens. Yes, yeah, slay queens. <laughs> Listen, um, yes, queens. <laughs> and like um the um, folk boys, those things. Yeah. Right. They have this i this um dressing that's associated with them. Mm-hmm. So if you borrow even a little from it, people in our like. Uh, age group are going to associate, associate with them. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that's being borrowed from the previous generation. Yeah. So although jeans, I don't really think there should be a problem with it. Like You should still be considering, considering about what kind of jeans you are wearing. Yeah, wearing, yeah. Okay, so you mentioned something very touchy about women's outfits giving them a specific tag, right? And then in the depot rights, right, women were almost, were half naked. And I don't know how true this is, but in the past, we we didn't really used to cover up that much because there was this like cloth for your breasts and then for your lower body. So how is that any different from deciding to wear 
something revealing. It's almost the same. Oh, the difference was back then, people were ready to get married at that, those younger ages as compared to now. Like, I don't plan on getting married anytime within the next six to ten years. And I also think that a lot of a lot of our culture was also influenced by our religions. Mm-hmm. So if we have to look at the African culture, I don't know what Shimon can say about the Indian culture. If we have to look at the African culture, before we were introduced to Christianism or any other form of religion, our dressing was completely different. And then when the missionaries came in and began to began to teach us ways of how a woman should handle herself and a man should also present uh, themselves formally, just even just to go to church, a simple meeting was going to church, a lot of our dressing changed. And I think with that, we began to actually cover up a little bit more. Even if we have to look at the, I don't want to go in deep into the Bible, but you know, when uh, Eve realized that she was naked and then uh, she had to cover up so i think that's where most covering up came with also a lot of religion so as for india i would say that's the same thing with india you know like the indian traditional cloth it's like it's a whole called sari it's a very long cloth you cover it or cover all your body but still you you People can still see your shape. You your know? waist. I usually yeah. see the waist. You can still, they can still see your waist and your whole body shape, everything. But there is problem when you wear a jeans or a t-shirt. Like, oh, that's not right. Traditional clothes. You should wear your traditional clothes. But what? I'm not showing any of my, you know, my figure or my waist. But in sari, people can see that, mm. you know. But still, they choose wearing traditional. But I'm glad that people are changing, of course. The thoughts are changing. And as for you asked for roles and rules, you know, on genders. So there is this thing in India, like I have, what I have noticed, what I have been, you know, experienced. So it's like uh, if a bunch of guys are sitting in a corner on a, on a, you know, on your way back home. And there are a bunch of, you, you should not pass by that road because there are many guys. They will look at you, comment you. You should not pass by. Why I should not pass by the road? Just because guys are sitting there, I should not use that road. These things I've experienced a lot in India. Yeah, I guess everyone w- would have experienced. Every girl, you know, pointed out like, "Oh yeah, you walk so great." <laughs> Seriously. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Oh, <laughs> 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 Seriously. <laughs> so I've had that experience as well. Recently, I had a training session for the Student Ambassadors Program, and we had to dress formal for the whole session. And I wore a crop top with a pencil skirt, an office pencil skirt. And even though I pulled it up, it was quite long. And so I felt, okay, this is decent enough. And I I had a petticoat over the crop top because it was thin strapped. See, and then I tucked it in and went for my session. And then on my way back, there were a bunch of boys sitting down here and I don't know if this applies to every other female. Yes. At the rec center where in front of the rec center, I see the, the slap there. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. So I don't know if it happens to every other female, but when you are passing somewhere and then there are males grouped there, I don't know, your walk, like it becomes some silly walk, right? Mm. So in my mind, I am getting out of here, right? So I didn't even look in their direction. I just passed and left. And um, my friend was amongst them. So later on, he texted me and asked where I was going and why I was dressed like that and obviously complimented me. Then he made a few statements and was saying the boys were staring and some other things. And then how he structured everything, I, was, I, I started to ask, is it my fault they were staring? And he 
in, he indirectly blamed me for what I was wearing. Mm. And I felt, why are you blaming for what I did? I I was dressing up to come and, to come and please some boys over there. Mm. After mm-hmm. I wore the dress, I felt really good. I felt like, okay, now I am ready to work. Juicy. And so... I just thought I should share this because then... Were you questioning your dressing after passing by the boys? No. I didn't question my dressing after passing by the boys. Mm. My motive was to walk and not slip because then mm. the fact that they were there means you won't even be able to walk properly. So after passing by, I went to my friend's room and then they were like, oh, you look good. And I was just feeling like, oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and then to come back and then see this text. So and for a period of time, I felt really hurt in a way. I also feel like, sorry... I also feel like sometimes how males <laughs> um, uh, come out to compliment people seems a little bit too offensive. Because I know some, I, when I was back in my hostel in school, I had this friend who, wa- who when he wanted to stop a girl, I remember this time he we went to Paris, and then he wanted to stop this girl. And I was even embarrassed because he called the girl, hey, hello, my mom, what's And I said, oh, <laughs> don't do that around me because... <laughs> It might seem so. Mammy water is like <laughs> water is um. She's, yeah, she's like a mermaid or a marine spirit. So oh. then, <laughs> it was, and you know these type of people are believed to be very very pretty. Mm. So he wanted to give her a compliment like that, and it was very embarrassing because she actually turned back and she stopped. So when she stopped, I had to turn because I didn't want to be part of any of that. But then I've had people. You know, sometimes it's coming from a good place, but then people uh, become quite. To, they go too much. I mean, you could have just said, um, hello, or been like a little modern and said, hey, pretty lady, or something. But going so cultural, <laughs> that's, that, that was quite... And the fact is that many people enjoy that. Yeah. You know, and many many girls enjoy being called those things. And then other girls are being pointed, oh, she does, why are you... Exactly. So with that point too, I feel like because of his setting, he's, he was more, I don't want to say village, but then he was more of... Um, culturally brought up so not even cultured he was brought up in in different a different setting so i feel like if he had done that at where he was or where his family is i'm sure a lot of girls would have liked it so i feel like that's that's the, there's a point um, um Timur made to there there are a number of people who have liked it or have endorsed it over time so when people when boys do it they feel like oh yeah it's going to be accepted for example the <laughs> I know over, over, over the years, a lot of girls have complained that it makes them seem like they're animals or it has lowered how they are in people's eyes. I have quite a number of friends. I think she's, if she, she can literally throw a shoe at you for doing that to her. But um, I know, I don't know anybody who would really like it. But then I know if today a man in maybe a public vehicle calls a girl doing, and she's maybe in the car or out of the car, the girl would run to him, take somebody selling uh, a hawker, take a hawker by the roadside, and um, somebody wants to get water, and the hawker being a female, the, the male person does, so here, the hawker runs, knowing she's the one they are calling. So I think it all plays out. Some people have accepted it, some people haven't. Okay. But for the hawker thing, I feel she's out to get money. Mm. So it's, any sound you hear, it could be you. It's the sound of money <laughs> yeah. you That's get. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's all imagine this. A male lecturer, he walks into the class and he's carrying a baby on his back, like at his back. Mm. What is the first thing that will go through your mind? First of all, I seriously, I have seen many women, like this is the first time I saw that women's carrying babies on their back. Like I have seen with the back, but you know, they, they mm. tie with them clothes. And I think, 
that's so amazing you know okay. <laughs> she's in a in a way they are so independent like they are working i have seen them working on grounds in companies how do you carry the baby in, in yeah, india, about in india how do you guys carry you in india no it's like it's just like we cover the baby in a cloth and just on a waist you know so even when the baby is like let's say a year and you can you, ca- you don't you can't just carry him on your lap anymore you have to carry him on your back you no, never no 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 they just carry <laughs> them on their hands like just like this yeah not Ooh. on back is if it's a back thing you know the back even if they have to do some chores around the house no the, the, then someone take care of the baby oh okay yeah, yeah indians are big families so they so i have seen that those ladies cleaning and doing work with the babies along but i have never seen a man doing that yeah, yeah. <laughs> seriously i was thinking is it like is it normal or is it like they don't do it because there's recent development because i have not seen that Men's wearing, you know, carrying the baby on their back mm. with the cloth. So how would you feel if you see it? I was seriously be amazed. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I've seen many TikToks. People are praising, like, praising, like, how Ghanians do, like, how African people do that, tying, mm. like, carrying babies. And seriously, if a man does that, it would be great. And if he comes at school wearing that and doing that, <laughs> <laughs> amazing. So I have carried my, my nephew and my back before because they said he reminds everybody in the family says he reminded them or he reminded him they they well everybody in the family said he had most of my traits because he cries a lot he's always in need of food so But then now i had see, to see your lecture how would you feel no no so i wouldn't be shocked because i have carried mm-hmm. him before i wouldn't be shocked to see my lecturer's baby behind him in class teaching you wouldn't automatically think where is his wife no Actually, I would think where is his wife? Yes. It's something now. Maybe I'll say, oh, maybe he's a single father. Yeah, something is definitely... Well, I, I don't think even if he was a single father, he would think... No, like, why would you bring your child to work? Why not? In the middle of the business and carry the child on your back? It, it means that the child is too young to be left alone. I don't want well, to leave my child If it was a female lecturer, what would you think? If it was a female, I would, I would have a similar company. That's an, I mean, she, maybe, okay... Maybe she's in the house or she doesn't have any else to take care of the child. Mm-hmm. I, would, I wouldn't jump to the conclusion that she's a single mother. So, a female lecturer, your mind would just think, okay, she doesn't have anyone to take care of the baby yeah. in the house. And the male lecturer, your mind is, where is his wife? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, we, um, okay, so, that my problem with gender roles is that people have assigned them to male and female when it's actually supposed to be masculine and feminine. Okay. Right? Masculine doesn't mean male. It means, well, it's the more dominance or the more dominance um, role. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you take a girl-girl relationship, like a lesbian relationship, one is going to be feminine, one is going to be masculine. Same thing for a gay relationship. It's two guys. But one is going to be more feminine, one is going to be more masculine. And even, as we speak, no human being is 100% masculine feminine. It's just a balance between it. What defines feminine and masculine? Hormones. Because we know female... It's all hormones. It's all hormones. Because a guy has estrogen and testosterone in their body, as much, even though all... Uh, as much um, like a woman does mm. but the ratios are different so what would you see someone do and then make you think this is a feminine something oh well, i mean if i see a guy standing there p- putting his fingers in his hair and then <laughs> right i was you know okay he's a little feminine and now just leave him alone That's so my point is how did it click in your brain that this is feminine 
Because if a woman is to be doing this, you think this is something normal she's supposed to do, like yeah. play with your hair yeah. and fidget. You see, and you see, that's what I talked about earlier. A woman is supposed to be fem- feminine, acting all pretty, you know, move, moving your hands around, calling hello, <laughs> like this. <laughs> this is what they think, oh, it's woman. And this is what I talked about today in canteen. I found a girl, she was like, we were eating and we were having a talk, little talk, and she told me that she wears baggy clothes, has a different hair, and she sa- said that people talk, behind my back they say because she very, she she likes to kiss and hug people very often so she she said people talk behind my back or like i think she's bisexual i guess mm. because because she kisses a lot and hugs a lot even mm. if it's guy even if it's girl and she wears baggy clothes she walks like very masculine so i guess she's bisexual that's how people are you know yeah even when it comes to chores i um at home my dad is a type of dad that uh when he sees that uh Uh, there are some dishes he's going to wash and for a normal household it may look like you know that's not the role that he should be he should be taking you know because he's the father and he's the leader he should just be focused on office work he should just be focused on bringing in the money but that's actually not a way of him um uh being uh, feminine not taking the feminine role that's actually a way of him just saying that hey i understand that you're tired and i had some energy so that can also be a way of showing affection so when it comes to certain roles we are finding that men and women they don't necessarily do it because um it's they're trying to define or they're showing their the feminine side but because that's a way that they can show to the other person some sort of affection or love Yeah. Okay. Well, the thing is, okay, so what I want to say is this. We know masculine and feminine things, right? As I said, the guy who killed the fingers in the hell that feminine. That is very feminine. But the reason we define it as feminine is because we have this ideal woman and ideal man. The ideal man is 100% masculine, ideal woman is 100% feminine. And all the traits of the ideal woman is what we call f- feminine. And so feminine in accordance to how you were brought up. Well, uh, Every culture has their definition mm. of it but there's this ideal woman ideal man for each culture mm. right so in africa like this men are supposed to be strong they're supposed to like like May big, pro- before big, they're like strong they should be able to provide for their families yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when a man is deviating from that path and then has a little bit of uh, more feminine traits and they start to uh, like go down that person seeing that the person not showing this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, doing his work as a man yeah if a woman decides to go to the other side to oh, Hey, you're not doing your work as a woman. Mm-hmm. It's because oh, human beings are, as I said, they are not they are not hundred percent masculine, they are not hundred percent feminine. But society or the society we live in is pushing us towards that direction. That like be this ideal man, be this ideal woman. Like that's what society is demanding from us. And so we are like we are struggling against society, which we make part of. And the same way you yourself like this, you might complain about something. But you also mentioned uh, something about um, 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 well, okay. Let me give you an example. Would you do you think you'd be willing to marry a guy that is like dead feminine? Like, what is dead feminine? Like the blind, he's almost a woman. Like aside from his body, mm-hmm. he's, al- he's almost a woman. No, when it comes what to what shows that he's almost a woman? Yes. He he's literally like you. He almost he does everything that you do the way you do it. We, we he wouldn't want you want to live with that person. So let's give he an does example. He everything I do. So if I cook, he's cooking. If you cook, he's cooking. Why wouldn't I want him to? No, no. Cook I think you? that's that's no, a no. feminine man. I feel like what she, he's trying to put out is a man who wouldn't want you. Maybe a man who would put the towel up all the way to his shoulder level. A man who would 
um, be the pedicure and manicure. Yes, not even that. That's even self care. But then a man who <laughs> put his hands up when holding his office bag like a woman would, maybe a man who would um, always flip his hair backwards even though he doesn't have a hair. A man who would always pat the back of his um, behind before sitting down to make sure that his his trousers are firm. That type of feminine. Would you marry somebody like that? I doubt. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> The way society is, is the no. feminine is supposed to complete the masculine. Exactly. Like, biblically, the uh, I am bone of Adam was taken out of him to make a woman. Mm. And that woman is supposed to complete him since that piece is no longer with him. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm. Something like that. It's That's the how society has picked it up and has gone with it. So there is the masculine and the feminine and they complete one another. Yeah. And you wouldn't like to have someone who is as feminine as you doing the same way a guy wouldn't like to have someone who's as masculine as him and that's where we have this um homophobic thing coming from someone says they're homosexual the guy is extremely what's called um feminine and so he likes someone who's masculine but and what he if, what if, what if but he, w- he wouldn't get those traits in a woman it's, it's rare to find those traits in a woman and so he tends to look good to okay men. we're looking at traits and characteristics but what if my man, he is doing all the things that Archibald mentioned, but he's still a provider. He still fulfills the masculine roles that are expected. So of then I think it comes down to the question. It comes down to the question: Would you marry him? I would. And you be comfortable so, with him? So he's still, he's still, do, he's still doing the uh, he's still displaying masculine uh, masculine like traits, right? What, what you just said is he's showing masculine what, traits. What's so masculine traits? So what's like, masculine as roles? I said, the ideal man. Look at how society has described a man. The perfect man, based of how society has described a man. That is everything masculine. The guy. What go- is everything masculine? So the guy goes out to work, like like back in the day, like it's evolutionary. So mm-hmm. the men will go out and do hunting. They go and hunt and bring food. They're supposed to be strong, like fast, like they will have all these like peak human abilities. And yeah. the, woman, the woman is supposed to be in the house, caretaker, mother, that kind of. Even stereotypically speaking, if you're looking at modern times, you, you see every most of the women or girls would want the man to be going to the gym. Yeah. He should be carrying a the office bag. He should be wearing a tie and suit. He should be muscular. He shouldn't have uh, so much a big stomach. He should have a fat wallet. He should drive the latest cars. People make men a certain way. Exactly. Yeah. And that's that's way they made men is what we call masculine. The mm-hmm. description of the ideal man. Mm-hmm. The description of the ideal woman also feminine nice physique beautiful hair all this nice walking left uh, one leg in front of the other mm-hmm. i don't even know what to describe it again yeah. <laughs> yeah like there's that that's the ideal woman and yeah. all those traits are feminine that's what we call feminine that's mm-hmm. what we refer to as feminine mm-hmm. and it's like a spectrum a large spectrum you pick from them and you build your personality mm-hmm. be like this I won't f- I'm not a fighter. I would never think. I will never fight somebody. I like to think. So, but that I don't have that trait for my mas- like masculine uh, uh, masculinity. I wouldn't start a fight. Mm-hmm. So, something like that. You can see that that's feminine of me. Yeah, or, maybe or, for for a woman like me, would that would, would look for protection in a partner yeah. that would want a partner to be a little bit more assertive when it comes to our household and laying down mm-hmm. decisions or communicating. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't find that very masculine. Yeah, exactly. exactly, because it's not like the ideal man that society has. The guy that will stand up and fight for you and show mm-hmm. that yo, this is what this this is mine. Don't enter this space. That kind of both behavior. Yeah, you use traits and roles interchangeably. Differentiate? What, oh, what exactly so that traits mean? are like features and the role is basically the description of like your job. And yeah. so like for every job, there's a des- job description. You don't hire someone who's good at painting to be a hacker. You you have to get someone who's good at computer work to work in a hacking job. You understand? Mm-hmm. So for the role of a male, 
it is assigned to the traits of masculinity. You understand? Someone who has the masculine traits mm-hmm. can do the male role, like quote yes, unquote. Yes, it's exactly right? what I and was so, trying to say when. Just and finish. so when you see a woman who has masculine traits, she can also do those like roles. For example, today we have a lot of female leaders. Leadership was assigned as a role of masculinity. Mm-hmm. It's, it's associated with masculinity because these people have to go ahead and be mm. assertive, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's assigned. It's males are assertive. That's what's what's assigned. Masculine mm. people are assertive, which is what is assigned to males. The mm. ideal man, you understand? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so that's why at the beginning of the show I said I really don't I I don't mind who it is who is doing the job as long as you have the choice to do the job you can do it. Yeah. Because mm. society has built itself in a way that we want people to do certain things. We want people to do spe- specific things, but we want those specific na- things to be done by people who can easily be segregated, mm-hmm. right? We have issues with segregation, scattering over history, racism, um, gender, what, gender-based, ethnicity, everything. As long as we cannot divide people to do specific tasks, mm-hmm. we have a problem. Yeah, you know, the world is getting to the point where everything is united and becoming one big ball of whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, are you masculine or feminine? Me? Yeah. I don't. I don't know how to describe it. Me like this, I have some things that you say ma- are masculine. For example, genetically, I am uh, maybe a masculine. Mm-hmm. So with that, I have some parts masculine. Some parts of me are feminine. I, c- I can easily become very emotional. Mm-hmm. So with that, you see I'm feminine. As a human beings, I'm 100%. 100%. It's amazing. When you say emotional, to As what? To which emotions? Yeah. If you hurt because there's right certain now. emotions that people even consider as uh, feminine and masculine, as yeah. in uh, uh, finding empathy, compassion, that's more feminine, and then yeah. getting angry, that would be more masculine. So I'm, when you I'm, say emotional, I'm, I'm very um, like I would need someone to support me emotionally when I get down. Okay. Yeah. So something like that, you consider me feminine in that field. So but I feel if you like add everything together, I I'm not 100 masculine, 100 feminine. I'm exactly. Masculine. Even with what Katie is saying, most of the time, it's an undiscovered secret, but then I feel like majority of men are a mix of it. Actually, because all of people, everyone. Exactly. Because most men have interest in cooking. But because of what we've been told, I'd, I know a lot of people who wish they learned how to cook earlier, started cooking here and it turned out great. But they can't do they can't take that to their houses because they know that if they go there, their mothers would sack them from the kitchen because this is not your job. And sometimes it plays around their um, sorry, their culture because of how they are. Their mother feels that and because their mother is a working um, at home mom, she feels like no, I should cook. My children, my male children shouldn't even sorry, shouldn't even go close to the kitchen at all. But when he's in school, he can make the the baddest fried rice. So <laughs> I, th- those type of things, I feel like everybody's asking, everybody's a mix of both. Because I know there are some girls, there are some females who would go hard for their female friends, who would defend them. If there was like a fight with another boy, this female can literally take off her slippers and come and knock you out. So <laughs> and there are these males too who, when um, their female friends are crying about something, they can go hold their hands and they'll cry together. So at some point, Everybody has it's a, it's a 50-50 thing. Okay, he said. Um, <laughs> okay, forty. You mentioned something about traits and then roles, but then roles are assigned based on traits. So with that, how we know cooking is not something pre-installed in a woman, right? No, but I described earlier that most of these things are from our past, uh, evolutionary. Men would go out and hunt, bring their food to the woman to cook for the family, and so cooking is assigned to women. Preparing for the family, something that is a motherly role. 
Like you're not you're not providing, but you are making use of what has been provided for the family. And that's what's assigned to women. That's the feminine thing. So mm. cooking since is like well at least when when it comes to Africa, the cooking is I swear I told my mom before I learned how to cook. Before I learned how to cook. My mom was oh, she was okay with it at some point. But my dad was like, be a man. Go out, let's go out. We're going to do this. We're going to go and work. Learn how to do this. Mm. My mom, my father would never like have accepted yeah. you cooking. Yeah. I need to he knows how to cook well because his father made him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said he wouldn't do it. So the only time my, my father has ever cooked in the house was one Christmas when he was like he's going to surprise my mom. Mm-hmm. That was the only time he cooked. Mm-hmm. And his food is actually delicious. Like I don't know whether maybe I'm bad. I, 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 I no, so that's the funny thing. P- women don't want to admit it, but then men make the the greatest food. No, 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 no. I'm saying this because I'm saying this because I remember when my mother was back in Ghana, she 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 made soup, and I've had my mother's soups for so long. I hadn't had it in a while, but then I was having my father's food occasionally. So when my mother made the soup, I was shocked because I was like, this soup is good. And my dad was like, no, you've not tasted good soup before. So he made soup. <laughs> I'm not lying to you. <laughs> this, I, I promise this soup can take you to a different country. You can just drink it and you you would sleep and wake up in a different... Because he, he had explored that part of him at some point. But then if he hadn't, maybe it would have been new to him. So, you know... Men make good food. Yes, they do. D- thank yeah, you. Yeah, like my father, mm. he makes delicious food. Yeah, and you know the it's the thing is that my father taught me the food I make right now. Oh. Yeah, like he taught me how to cook, mm-hmm. not my mother. Like okay. she taught me, I didn't understand because she <laughs> didn't had the right idea. She just cooks. She don't know how she does. But mm-hmm. my father taught me how to cook. Mm-hmm. So I think we can say that when a person like or when a people do something out of box, mm-hmm. it comes out the best. Yes, mm. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I I won't say men know how to cook because even when my father is heating the stew, he ends up burning it. Mm. So when my mommy <laughs> prepares stew, she's always scared to leave him at home mm. with the stew. Yes. And um, like for example, what you said um, everyone has their individual skills. Mm-hmm. You said when people do things out of the box, it tends to be better. And like if you don't explore it, like my father has explored. If you don't explore it, if you don't explore your skill. You won't get better at it. So, like, although you are a man, you may not be able to cook better than a woman. Okay. And that's just a fact of the matter. Because women are, are trained by society to cook. Like, it's, it's just a must. Every woman must cook. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. yeah. Women are trained by society to cook. That's bringing me to nature, nature. Do you think the gender roles is more nature-oriented or nature? Oh, I'll say... Parts of it are nature oriented because, mm-hmm. for example, there's this very funny meme that's been going around on um, what's Instagram now. It's about this athlete that was like thousandth position in swimming. Then he changes, he changes to um, what female, and then he just becomes number one overnight <laughs> because there are some things that men are biologically just better at, and there are things that women are biologically better at. Mm-hmm. It, you can't tell me that a man can be a better mother than a natural man, a natural woman. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's almost impossible mm-hmm. because biologically women are built for those things so some things not things in every not in every case no I'm, of course there's always exception to every law there's an exception mm. right yeah so there's, some, there's always going to be someone who breaks the so law so by if we have to go back to the cooking biologically were, were women uh oh, women weren't that was something that was 
than back in the day. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because men are na- men men naturally naturally are supposed are supposed to be stronger than women. So the men would go and hunt. They mm. come back in their tired. So and when it comes to the nurturing part of being a mother, only a woman can actually provide the child with that. When it, yeah, that's only a mother. I, I can't imagine a father breastfeeding a child. Something. No, no, I'm not talking about. Bre- are you talking about bre- being a mother? In what comes to the physicality of yeah. it? Yeah, I'm talking about biology, like biological. Okay. I, I'm not mm. Like there are some things that I, I'm, I, I, I'll never be able to breastfeed my child. Mm-hmm. I'll never be able to take like keep my ch- child in a, his arms and like, oh, oh, <laughs> is it feet here? Is it? I, I, I don't care enough. Mm-hmm. I, I won't lie. Mm. Yeah. There are some things that. It is impossible. It is just impossible. So on this okay. topic, I remember one time in class we were talking about uh, the same gender whole thing, and it got to a point where she asked the question: If a man, um, if so, we're watching this um, uh, series, and she allowed us to judge how men uh, take care of their women. So here's the instance: my friend said, my friend said that normally women. So she said, motherhood isn't supposed to be draining. But then um, if the man supports the woman enough, it wouldn't be. And here's a case where it makes sense, but then it doesn't make sense. Because we know mothers are supposed to... Those times, mothers went through it. And these times, both parents can go through it. But then I tried explaining that we have easier methods of raising children now. You don't want to hire somebody to take off your child. So you can have maybe an um, a sleeping uh, chair, rocking chair, something that will make the child sleep so that the mother can have some sleep. Here, and my friend said that, oh, why not have, um, why not the man take work off, uh, sorry, time off work to take off the child? I don't think that is in any case is realistic because I would allow my child to get closer to their mother, have that time with their mother, then I would come in. People's opinions might differ. Yes, the men would want to take one week off to come take off the child. But how I would support my wife is I come back from work, maybe prepare dinner, bring take out, we sit down, we, we eat, I hold the child for some time, maybe put the child to bed so that my wife can have sleep. But then I wouldn't take time off work to take off my child. Even though it might seem wrong, I wouldn't... I wouldn't so you wouldn't even um, ask for leave? If it's not... Because there's, there's a big difference mm-hmm. when you have to support your, your, your partner, your wife in this case, right? Mm-hmm. By just coming after work, you... Because you're also tired. You yeah. had a long, a long day. Mm-hmm. So you're helping her by putting the baby to sleep, and then the baby falls asleep. You guys sleep. Next day, you're off to work. What mm-hmm. about you actually taking a month off or a week off, depending? No. So that's, that's smart. That's smart. But then if my wife and I are home or indisposed... I don't see why I should give up an opportunity to make money to support my child and or rather than But you're camp- still making going on live you, you're still making money. Yes. Perfect perfect thing to say but then I would want to be at a place you know it depends. If it's a workplace that I do not feel so comfortable with I don't mind taking a week or two but then if it's something I'm dedicated to I not that my child isn't important but I don't see myself taking a long leave. So you kept using support, support. You just mentioned support. If it's your child, why are you supporting? Be- okay. Kating said biological. It is something the mother, or over time, it's something we've seen the mother to do. I don't see why stop nature. No, but all. yeah, that's a very good qu- question. It's your child. How are you supporting? Or is it fully 100% the mother's responsibility? Okay, okay. I want to... 
jumping on this one. Okay. When you go to the hospital and the woman is giving birth, mm-hmm. the man stands beside. Sometimes you stand by the woman and hold the woman's hand while she's push. I the man is not doing anything except for standing there. Mm-hmm. He's providing support. The woman is basically doing all the work. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to the reason of a child, the man cannot do much other than support or the masculine figure. I feel like if, this is not. No, this is if you even use that statement, it will get like really. Argue, no, arguable yeah, no, because the woman is doing all the work. The best we can do is support. It's just logical that after she has done the work, then you will take over. Because yes. I would go and spend how many hours pushing. That's yes. hard work. No, no, then so I come back and I should come no, and spend no, no, more so hours. What's the idea? What can the what can a man do about you pushing out the child? Thank you. You can't do anything, but it's only logical to help after I have gone to suffer. So help in which sense? Because while we're making the baby, was a collective effort. No, mercy help in which sense? What which sense? Help in the sense, help mm-hmm. in the sense of when we have to come back to you taking some time off from work. Mm-hmm. And there are actually some countries in Europe where they're going to start, or if they're not already, giving the same amount of leave days mm-hmm. to the mother and the father, okay. just so that both of them can collectively take care of their child during this first month. Okay. So when it comes to what are you going to help with, what is the mother doing that you cannot do for the child? I can't breastfeed. It's not even about it's the matter it's of helping. It's, it's like taking over. It's not no. really, it's After not she has done this, you just take over and be like, okay, now I'm in charge. It's time for you to rest. I cannot just deprive no, my child of no, having that mother. Thing, so why no, do you guys no, no. end up complaining on Mother's Day? No, no. Because you put think <laughs> Mother's Day is like really celebrated and then Father's Day is so dull. Meanwhile, you leave everything to the mothers and, and then children have so much attachment to their mother yes. and Father's Day, they get you socks and you are angry. No, no, no. And, no. and it's very important to understand <laughs> that it doesn't just come down to breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. It's, it's also emotional support. Even breastfeeding yes. is pumped. You can yes, feel... Yes, I've, can, I've can seen tell, videos yeah, on Instagram out. where the... I don't know, but then they put their milk in a certain yeah, yeah. container yeah. and then their father can wear it like a yes. shirt or something. So then pretend you, to breastfeed a baby for your baby to at least... You know when babies are being breastfed, mm-hmm. they have this connection with their mothers because then they are staring at you mm-hmm. and then occasionally listening to you as you mm-hmm. talk. So then they also get that kind of bond with their father so you can't do that so relax so if i do not sit there and the long or the full take the full actions you're saying so my child will not be close to me yes no do you know, as i now eh, loki 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 daddy wherever you are i love you but loki loki i fear my father <laughs> no no there's supposed, be some sort of, there's, supposed, there's supposed to be some sort of fear between children and fathers when it comes to being a father right mm-hmm. like mothers they think okay food is a primitive reward mm-hmm if you want to reward someone for doing something good, you give them food. That's how tra- dogs are trained. And so for um, the, the, what, oh, um, the mother, while she's breastfeeding the child, the child is washing her face while he's receiving food. It's establishing the mind that this person is a, f- a provider of food. This allows him to easily make a bond, right? For the father, you have to take time. You need time to like do that. So you that can bond. easily would you, how block would you that now, time. Now, like, imagine this. Imagine this. Out. Imagine this. Your child will always go to your father again, over you. Oh, always go to the, your, the, your husband over you. Would prefer to spend more time with the husband over you because they are afraid of you the same way you are afraid of your father. Do you know the thing is not to get your child to pick a side because no, no, totally that, that, that's, that's what that's, is looking that's, like that's, now. That, no, that's what will happen. There is nothing you can do about no, it. No, I'm not side. saying that because um, you should step in occasionally and then pretend breastfeed the baby. The baby is not going to get time with me. So maybe mornings, you I'm breastfeeding the baby. She's seeing my face. He's seeing my face. Evening, my father, the father is breastfeeding the baby. So he will have like an equal something, a balance. So morning, I see mommy's face. Oh, this is mommy and this is daddy. So even growing up, you'll be able to realize 
realize that, okay, I can go to this person, I can go to this person because they are both here to take care of me. Not I can go to this person and this person, oh, I have to and say I, please like thousand yes, times. And I also don't mm-hmm. think that the, the bond that is created between a child and a mother comes from breastfeeding. There are so many people that yes. they, they, they were adopted, but yet they still created a strong bond with their adoptive mother since they didn't have the chance of uh, sucking from the biological mother. So it doesn't, the bond of the child doesn't come from yeah, just like breastfeeding. It's a whole different matter, you know, child close to mom. And we were on the topic that how men should support women while pregnancy, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of we need emotional support. Yeah. Child being close to mom is a completely different thing because when child grew up, he understand how pe- how mom is supporting him or how father is supporting, mm-hmm. how they are taking sides, how they are making the points clear. So it's a completely different yeah. thing. So I feel like there's always, there's always supposed to be a balance. We, it makes sense. Yes, I can put my child on my chest, put the breast, do so many things. But then let, to me, let there be the balance. Let my child know that, yes, your mother was there for you. And when you were two years old, I literally took you from your mother. And using a practical example, my mother was working when they had me. And then that's when my mother decided to start traveling. So my father could have me for so long. My mother used to tell me where she was working and going to school. My dad would put me on his lap whilst driving. And I I would always try to take control of it. And when he held me back, I would cry in his ears. That type of, that type, I eventually got a bond with my dad. My dad, I don't want to say that my dad, because my dad was also very, very, very busy. Until now, he's very, I don't see my dad, uh, Taking um, me, putting me at his back, t- deciding to carry me to a work. If they are traveling, put me on his lap. You see, there should be the balance. I always feel like there should be. And Even if, okay. This balance actually helps you with the definition of a masculine and feminine. Exactly. Thing. Because now we know that, okay, I respect my father. I respect my mother. I care for both of them. I would rather spend more time with my mom because she's there emotionally. But I believe me. that the and two so gentlemen are contradicting themselves because in the start of the of this discussion, you guys mentioned that you are fine if uh, no. the the man does this and the woman does this. Actually, but when you went and spoke about the story about your friend, you also said you know it didn't change any perspective. How no. different is it when it comes to raising a child? The first uh, couple of months raising the child. Why is there now certain the, the man? There's a certain role that they can. And the woman, there are certain roles no, that I they said can this, take. I said this before, masculine and feminine. That's basically it. If they uh, okay, take it like a gay couple, right? They've adopted a child, or they had surrogate, what? Mm. And then someone is not taking care of the child. The feminine role, the person who's occupying the feminine role, is going to be providing the emotional support to the child, while the person who's occupying the masculine role is going to be doing all the other things that we say are for fathers, right? When it's time for the masculine and the masculine root born with a child that's that's happens much later on in life not while, not while the child is an infant this is it's how we define how we are trained to understand the feminine and masculine rules is the reason why people who tend to like look for wives look for people who are what somehow closer to their mother or their ma- the feminine or their mother figure and women who are looking for husbands look for someone who calls their father figure because it has like it's how we define our masculine rules, how I uh, our masculine and feminine rules. Yes. How you personally understand. And it. you, Kaiten, you mentioned that you 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 are closer to your feminine roles, your your feminine qualities. Sorry, your feminine qualities. Going back to the to the raising of the child aspect. No, but for me personally, personally, the reason I am a lot more feminine is because I had more time with my mom because my dad was not really around and that was not about that that has nothing to do with him 
that's exactly what i was talking about you are close to your mother because she was around so when we are trying to create a balance with the father and then the baby thing the father should also get an opportunity to be close to the child Child. right and i use baby and breastfeeding because that's also one of the points where they connect right so you said the father and mothers are available emotionally why can't fathers be available emotionally should they be available just if you have already obtained the qualities from your mother like you said okay so the thing is i said this already the feminine rule does that rule that work if your father okay imagine this family switch the genders right the mother is the more what's um feminine the more masculine one so she has she's running the big business the father is like a a house husband right (laughs) The child will be at home with the father mm-hmm. while the father is doing all these things that the mother will be doing. Maybe the child, the father is not actively breastfeeding, but he's feeding the child with the breast milk that the mother provides. Yeah. And the mother goes and does the work and come back. It's the same thing, except this time the genders are reversed. Mm-hmm. Right? Now the father is the mother because he has the um, what's the feminine role. Yeah. And the mother has the masculine role. Mm-hmm. And so that family would end up being like almost the inverse, the inverse of everyone else's like family. family. Yeah, it's the same thing happening. It's not about you being a man or a woman. It doesn't matter what your about what your genital organ is. It's like the, your role or your essential value to the person. Mm-hmm. This thing is not established because of or who you are. And now we've gotten to the point in the world where no one is actually brainwashed to be a specific person, a specific type. These kind of families in that's why it doesn't matter in the household who shows who who shows the level of of feminine energy or masculine energy, yeah, I, right? I've, I've said it already. It doesn't matter. Point is, the masculine figure will always do the masculine job, exactly, and the feminine figure will always do the feminine job. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter who it is, but with respect to the our current society, the feminine is most likely always going to be the woman. Mm-hmm. Very, very likely to be the woman, and yeah. the masculine is very likely to be the man, and that's just how it is now. So, let's mm-hmm. say you had to be a single father, you could be uh, uh, have show your child mother and father qualities, right? You would have to show your child mother and father qualities, mm-hmm. but then the way comes on you because it gets to a point where you are so used to being the feminine person that now when your child is doing something and you need to establish this masculine, the child, the doesn't, ch- have, exactly. the, the child doesn't have the understanding that exactly. you, you can be a masculine figure too because they've associated you with the feminine behaviors. Mm-hmm. And so when you change all of a sudden, the child's entire like reality starts to collapse. Mm-hmm. And that's when these childhood traumas and things come up within people who yeah. are unable to understand. Exactly. Like I, 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 I don't agree because with that. I, uh, yes. Because when I do something wrong, my mommy can switch from being a calm and cool person to Which get me to understand what I did is no, wrong. No, no, no. That, that, so, that is not, that's not, the, that is not switching, that's not becoming masculine all of a sudden. Your father is not supposed to be lashing you. That's not your father's job. Mm-hmm. That's, not, that's not the it job. Wasn't assi- that's, I don't that's think that's it was actually assigned. Exactly. The parent is supposed to correct the child. And so if your mother is correcting you, she's not correcting you because she suddenly become masculine. Mm-hmm. So okay. if the child does something wrong and then the father who has been feminine for a period of time decides to correct you, what is the okay, need for masculinity? Okay, you give us an example of what you meant by that so, scenario. For example, if, for example, I'm a solo father and I'm raising my child, I say, every time you do this bad thing, I will lash you. You do this bad thing, I will lash you. Now, I go to the come and tell me that my child was, was involved in sexual activity in school. I can't be like, okay, I'm going to lash you this time. This way, this time, the way to correct a child is not going to be physical. Mm-hmm. You have to address the person emotionally Emotion, first. Thank you. And now that emotional part is not, it's not some, like, imagine this, like, your father had to come and address you after finding out that you lost your virginity. I don't think that comes young. with no, masculine no. or feminine. I think that comes with how the person, the father, actually understand the ways of communicating to the child. No, no, no. And how, do you, how do you communicate with the child on this? You have to, the, the communication is inform, uh, transfer of information, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm giving information, I can do it physically. Slap you. No, you it depends the on the culture. It depends on the culture. Because in the African culture, you 
we we are still in the era of believing in corporal punishment you know mm-hmm. wow if you go let's say to the usa they have all sorts of things you are grounded you go to the naughty chair you know so i don't think it comes down to how you you educate the child to masculine or feminine i think it's how the parents themselves were brought up So let me give an example of what uh, I think Kating is trying to run around. Here's the case where Isabel, you grew up from your infancy. Let's say when you were one year, you used to play with your father. You he was always tickling you. Then you run around the room and you were tickling him back and pushing him. Sometimes when your dad and your mom are walking together, you could just snatch his hand from your mother. And if you were at like this age, if you had grown to this point, and then your your dad decided to say, Isabel, don't go out. You you sort of become rebellious because you you've seen you see him to be this um oh uh, daddy that he doesn't know what he's going about I because I've seen it happen you get what I'm saying for example you got to if the men decided to get asking said too feminine the, it would have gotten to a point we would have seen them would have taken their actions for granted even though societal or um society has placed them in um the masculine But box. aggression is 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 uh, when associated we, with masculinity but. Mothers, I, I, but then you find cases where people are saying that their moms actually more stricter moms, than their dads. Yeah, because their mom has more masculine, more masculine traits as compared to their father. Exactly. With, when it comes to these aggressive like behaviors, right? If the mom so, is more so, aggressive. So, we, so going back to the point that you initially made, whereby you say that uh, it becomes a trauma for the kid if they're yeah. only brought up by a, a parent that shows masculine and feminine traits. You if, did if, mention something yeah, like that. that. Now, it becomes you, traumatic for the child if the if the parent has to, let's say, switch up once in a while just to affirm it themselves a little bit better. So yeah. if we all have, like you said, we all have masculine and feminine, how is it traumatic to the child if now, these are normal traits to both men and women? If I am trying to understand, okay, they tell me that this is this wall is blue and I see this wall is blue. Then they show me another picture of another blue object, blue, 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 blue. And then one day they show me a red carpet and they say that this is still blue. Do you understand what's happening in my mind? I am trying to now associate. What, now I'm trying to redefine what blue is. Mm-hmm. Right now, for the child, I have learned that this these traits are feminine. These are feminine traits. And then I know that this trait is masculine, but I don't have a masculine figure in my life because my 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 father or my mother is not around. And so my, my the person who's with me is giving me all these feminine traits. And all of a sudden, they just show this masculine trait. To you, consciously, it's fine. It makes sense. But your subconscious mind is not the same as your conscious mind. And mm-hmm. understanding that is where the trauma, the just the, the what's the word? Dissonance. Yes. That's where the, so the we can say that from. everybody that was raised in a home with no mom or dad together, a couple, they're traumatic. No, no. It's only I only said they, they, they might have trauma. They might remember might have trauma if the parents suddenly occupies two rules. But isn't trauma caused when a tragic incident occurs? So what is so tragic about this experience? Physical trauma. Okay, it's not because of yeah, the, physical trauma. No. Yeah, physical trauma. What what is my what is imagine, so traumatic ima, about this experience? Imagine you break your bro, your bone. It's not because of a tragic incident. No, let's go back to it's this to this scenario. Change. No, let's go back no, to this scenario. I, I'm, I'm defining trauma to you mm. from my point of view. If there's if there is sudden change, you co- we call it trauma. Like there's sudden inexplicable change, then you call it trauma. Like if if all of a sudden I just flip the table and let's. But the change cannot be sudden because you mentioned earlier on that everybody has masculine and feminine traits. And so if I'm raising my child and I have masculine and feminine traits, no matter what, I'm not going to portray just one part of it. You will most dominantly portray a specific trait. So if I switch, it won't be a sudden switch because they would have experienced that. No, it would be sudden at some point. It won't be sudden. Because if your mother is known to pound 
fufu one time and your mother is also known to stare the fufu one time and you come back from school and you see your mother pounding because let's say you are five in the house and you see your mother pounding while standing you would not be shocked but it's no. a trauma is that trauma no, I would actually be shocked because but, I'm, not, I'm not expecting my mother to pound the fufu for herself for six people. No, of course, the difference with the, uh, the trauma here, as I described, is just a sudden inexplicable change. The severity of the trauma... But is, that's not trauma. I wish I could quickly Google, but that's not trauma, you know? Okay, okay. If, if, if sudden and despicable change is not trauma... Okay, but I think at some point it would leave some sort of... No, because trauma, it has to be something that has definitely affected... I don't know, you guys can try getting... That's A sudden despicable change isn't trauma. Okay, trauma is a deeply distressing or disturbing distressing. experience. Distressing, we need to get that. Distressing. Distressing. Yes. You see the word distressing? Mm-hmm. So when, when, when it has to occur, it has to affect you psychologically negative in a way. It, 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 it's all these examples that we're giving masculine and feminine um, qualities that our parents show how, how, how is that affecting our, our, our psychology drastically okay so um, traumatize a subject a subject to lasting shock as a result of disturbing um, what caused the shock now the shock is what yeah, that's what I'm referring to what caused the shock if if dad was one time really shock, soft to me and no, then the that, next time more assertive I'll that, be shocked that won't is, you be yeah. shocked no, okay. but it doesn't cause it's, it's, it's not it's it not leads a, to trauma because you see, so from the definition we had you would be shocked here's the case where Here's the case where Isabel, you come from school every single time, and then your father, even for not doing anything, gives you uh, uh, applauds and praises you and gives you toffees and things. And here you've you've gotten to a part where you come back from school and your father found out you maybe pushed somebody, and then he decides to ground you or immediately lashes you. You'll not be shocked. No, this it's not. It's not going to. It, you 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 will not be shocked to the point of it causing trauma. Because no. trauma so, is a thing. Okay, relax, guys. We are not saying you'd be shocked so at the point of... So, we are running out of time, okay. and it has been a really interesting and and interesting and exciting really episode. Really interesting. <laughs> so, we'll have maybe a, a second episode. But before we end, I'd like to have 30 seconds of your opinions, like last words each. So, we are starting from Katen. My opinions on, like... Just your last words. Oh, Final words. There are two main rules as masculine and feminine, and it doesn't matter which gender exists, whether male, female, lesbian, gay, trans, bi, like, it doesn't matter what you want to call yourself. You occupy one of these roles majorly and maybe be balanced between both somehow. There's no chance you'll be actually 50-50, but 70-30, 60-40. Okay, thank you. Okay, so I think men and women both have their own roles, you know, roles they have to play to come out perfect. And I think for women, I just want to say that I have, you know, heard this thing in India which says that uh, women who want to learn are learning. Other women are hidden under, you know, excuses. You know, who, women who want to learn are learning, but mm-hmm. other women are hidden under excuses. Oh, I can't do this. They have stopped me. I can't do that. But if you want to do you'll fight it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's all. Thank you. All I would like to say is that there is definitely a difference when it comes to our sexuality and the roles that we can take. I believe that in order for any individual to remain empowered and to actually have a chance in the future, you have to equip yourself with masculine and feminine roles Mm -hmm. in order for you to survive in the new era that is now.
<laughs> so, <laughs> sorry. So I was going to take a bit of Isabel's lines. So that's why it was funny for me. So yeah, I feel like what I'll give is there should be balance because I don't see any problem with a man deciding to wake up one morning and maybe wearing a kilt. We know the kilt is what the people in Germany or the Germans wear. Scotland, sorry, my bad. The yeah, I don't I don't see any problem with one day going to class wearing a skilt. Yeah. <laughs> or a friend of mine wearing uh, sh- uh, the shorts or something. But then there should be a balance. We shouldn't assign rules to people. And yeah, we'll have an easy going world. And so thank you to our audience for tuning in. This was unscripted and our topic of discussion was subjected men or women with our guests. Archibald, um, Katen, Isabel, and... Uh, Simran. Okay, Simran. So, to our listeners, if you enjoyed this show, make sure you leave a comment and share on your social media platforms. We love you guys and stay blessed. Thank you so much for having us. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye-bye. Yo, if you don't know me, don't try to friend me. Yo. I don't want no Facebook friends. Hey City Radio, this is our voice. This is our voice.